listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have a prophetic encouragement for you today that the Lord has been speaking to me about for the last week, pretty much, especially just the last few days. And yesterday, he was really talking to me about it. And I feel that this is not just something that the Lord is saying to me, but that this is a broader word that is meant to comfort, encourage, and edify a number of people. So that is what this week's episode is about. And what I have been feeling from the Lord is that there are a lot of people who have been contending for promises and breakthrough for a very, very, very long time. And you are tired and you have seen possibly some breakthrough and then not seen the total breakthrough. And you have dealt with a whole lot of attack. And there have been times that it has felt like You finally were seeing the breakthrough, and then the enemy just dropped something ridiculous, and you dealt with more warfare, and it's just been a lot. But you've been contending, and you've been faithful, and you've been consistent, contending for these promises, contending for this breakthrough, believing the Lord. And, I should say, there are many people who have gotten to a place where you have been contending so hard and so long that it feels like you have run out of words and all you have left is tears. Maybe you still have words that you pray, Bible verses that you decree. It's part of the routine. You decree them because you know that you know that you know that it's true. But when it comes to praying prayers other than decreeing Bible verses, the only thing that can come out is tears. Or maybe every time you pray, you end up weeping and in travail just sobbing, the sobs of the desire for the breakthrough. Well, I just want to encourage you, first of all, that God hears our cries. That really is what this word is based around. God hears the cries of his people. There is a verse that says, God collects our tears in a bottle. And did you know that our tears are actually prayers? God hears our tears as prayers. It actually says in another verse that when we have no words, the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings. That our Holy Spirit groans out to the Lord and the Lord hears the prayers of our hearts. He hears the cries of our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us. Now, I know I have talked about travail on here before, but really when you get to that place that tears and sobbing and groans and wails are the only thing left, those are the only words that come out, or that is what comes when you try to pray. Those are prayers too. Travail is often the last prayer before the breakthrough. Travail is often that final push. It's just like going into labor and pushing out a baby. It's that pushing. It's that travailing. So we have talked about that before. What I am sharing about today is related to that. 
but we're going to take it a step further and go a little bit deeper because this is what the Lord has really pressed into my heart the last few days is that he hears the cries of his people. He hears the cries of his people, not just those who have been interceding for long breakthroughs, but he hears the cries of distress of his people. He hears the cries of those that we have been interceding for. He hears our cries. He hears our cries. He hears our travailing cries that are pushing to the breakthrough. And he hears the cries of our heart coming from brokenness and pain because it is so hard to see what the enemy has done even as you're standing. He hears the cries of our heart and he doesn't just hear our cries. God doesn't just hear our cries. God acts on our cries. The cries of his people move God to action. You know, in Genesis, when Cain slays Abel, it actually says that Abel's blood cried out to the Lord from the ground. That's what God said to Cain, that his brother's blood cried out to him from the ground. And God responded to the cries of Abel's blood. So blood, blood shed cries out to God. But not just that, God hears the groans, the cries of his people. I'm going to share a few verses that talk about this. Psalm 69, 33. It says, For the Lord hears the cries of the needy. He does not despise his imprisoned people. Job 34, 28. They cause the poor to cry out, catching God's attention. He hears the cries of the needy. In Deuteronomy 33 and 7, it says, Moses said this about the tribe of Judah. O Lord, hear the cry of Judah and bring them together as a people. Give them strength to defend their cause. Help them against their enemies. So God hears and responds to the cries of his people. But there is one passage that the Lord has been bringing up specifically to me. And that is when God talks to Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, a lot of the time when people think about Sodom and Gomorrah, people think about God just responding to the sin of the people with fire and brimstone. But what God was responding to was the cries of his people. God responded to the cries of his people because what was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah was violence and sexual assault against his people. People were being brutalized and raped regularly, and the people were not stopping. And God heard the cries of the victims in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he responded to the cries. There are times when God will give people and things reprieve, and he will give people time to repent. There are so, so, so many scenarios in the Bible where the Lord is outraged at sin. 
He even says that the people have been cheating on him. They've been living in horrible ways, but he gives them an opportunity to turn from their wicked ways, to repent and to come back to him. And he calls them back to himself. But that is not what we see in Sodom and Gomorrah. God comes down and speaks to Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah, and God comes down not to warn them and tell them to turn away from their wickedness. God comes down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah as scorched earth. Why? Not because of the sin. Yes, ultimately the sin was what was causing it, but not just because the people were in sin or sexual immorality. God came down to avenge his people. God came down to protect his people. God responded to the cries of the victims. This is what God says in verse 20. And actually, I'm reading from the message version because I love the way that the message version says this. And that means it's actually verse 20 and 21 lumped together. But this is what it says. God is talking to Abraham here, and it says, God continued, The cries of the victims in Sodom and Gomorrah are deafening. The sin of those cities is immense. I'm going down to see for myself if what they're doing is as bad as it sounds. Then I will know. So God heard the cries of his people, It says the cries of the victims in Sodom and Gomorrah are deafening. They are deafening. God didn't respond to bring fire and brimstone just because someone was in sin in and of themselves or turning away from God. He responded because his people were being tortured. He responded because his people were being victimized. He responded to the cries of his people. It says the cries of the victims are deafening. He responded to the cries of his people. There are not many instances in the Bible where God himself completely destroys a people and a region. But God did in this scenario. Not because they had turned away from him, Not because they were just living sexually immoral or in sin, but because they were harming his people. Because they were attacking and harming people. You see, God does have patience for people to repent. But God also protects his people. And when someone is inflicting harm to the extent that it causes the cries of victims to cry out to the Lord in such a way that it is deafening, the Lord steps in and he responds. And he destroys the enemy for the sake of his people. Because he is a God of justice. He is a God of grace. Yes, he has so much grace. He desires that no flesh shall perish, but he will not stand by and watch his people be destroyed. He will not stand by and watch the plans of God be destroyed. God sees that his promises are fulfilled, and God sees that his people 
are avenged and protected. God responded to the cries of his people. And he responded with the fire of God. So I know that you might not all be dealing with a situation where there is truly violence or torture against people. Some of you may. Some of you may be crying out in situations like that. But God sees the torment that the enemy has tried to inflict. He sees what the enemy has done. He sees the pain that you have gone through. And he hears your cries. And God answers the cries of his people. And God destroys the enemy for our sake. So that is the word of encouragement that I have for you today. And I just want to encourage you that where you have run out of the words to pray, God hears your cries and God responds to the cries of his people. So we thank you, God, today that you respond to our cries. You respond to our cries and you deal with the enemy for our sake. And your breakthrough is coming because you, God, are the breaker and you break through for us. You hear our cries and you respond to our cries. You destroy and defeat the enemy and you bring us breakthrough. And we thank you, God, that your promises, God, are yes and amen. And that you, God, the one true God, fulfill every single promise that you have ever made to us. In Jesus Christ's mighty and matchless name, amen. I hope that blessed you. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin?